1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And another turnover for Golden State. It's ninth. Here's McCollum on the break. Gets it over. Good pump fake on the right side by Murphy. Back outside to McCollum. It's a three ball and it's up and good. And a timeout for Golden State. 58-33. 8.23 to go. And a shocked Chase Center and some booze coming down to the Warriors on the Warriors Radio Network. Now back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The
3: game.
4: What'd you think about the booze, Clay?
3: Hey, um, you guys have been booed each of the last two home games. Obviously, you're not used to that. Um, how do care. you how do you handle that? Are you supposed to lose, lose sleep over it? Steph Curry on the booze. There's nothing to really cheer about. So, obviously, the cheering is booing. Might as well. I don't take it any certain type of way. Honestly, I'm booing myself, booing our our you know team in my head because of the way we're playing. So, you know, it is what it is. Fans are going to react the way that they want. It's our job to, you know, give them something to share about. We have not done that.
4: Yeah, I, I said that if you ask Clay again today uh, with some time to just relax and, and you know, maybe get on a boat or, or, or something like that, you'd probably get a different answer. But I fear that if you ask Joe Lacob today, you'd get the same answer. Um, I don't know what his answer was last night. I don't know what it is this morning, but I bet it's the same. And um, my guess is it would be pounding on a table. um, Something's got to change. Something's got to change now.
2: Yes, and I would imagine uh, somewhere Bob Myers has his phone on silent or (laughs) his phone is off. And I would bet that Mike Dunleavy's phone was ringing uh, by the time Joe Lacob got to the tunnel. (laughs) Mike Dunleavy, you know, call from... Joe Lacobe. Mm. Mike, it's Joe. F and fix this.
4: Okay. Bob's like, I'm in the NFL now. Totally. I, I don't even know what's going I'm on. I'm trying in to the
2: figure NBA. out Sam Howell and yeah. what do we do about we Sammy? got a lot and going on. Do we need a quarterback? I think we do. Who's going to be our head coach? I'm a Oof. busy man. I would imagine that, uh, Yeah, and you're right about Joe. His reaction today is the same as it was last night, which is a mix of. Disgust, but also it's a roll up your sleeves and figuring out Mm. how the blank can I fix this because this is not what Joe Lacob is gonna. He's not gonna sustain this. He's not going to sit idly by and watch this team go thirty nine and forty three. I mean, all of a sudden that looks like it might be a decent uh, record with uh, the way this team is trending.
4: He's not doing that. No, not for four hundred plus million dollars. Right, and 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 nor, nor nor should he. Um, so I wonder, because one of the biggest questions is, is not going to be, what are you going to do? It's what's the motivation behind what you're going to do. In other words, are you going out there and you're trying to save something this year? Or are you going out there with an admission that this year is cooked and it's time to start thinking about the greater good of the next few years of the organization, that's one thing, and I wonder if you'd get a straight answer out of either Joe or Mike Dunleavy. I'd love to ask, which is, whatever you go do, what's the goal behind it? Is it still, we got to go out there and make this year's team as good as possible? Or are you looking at the greater organizational good over the next few years? Jonathan and San Leandro next year on Willard and Dibs. Hi, Jonathan. What are you doing?
3: Hi, right, driving in traffic from uh, back from the job site over here in Roner Park, back to San Leandro. <laughs> Three
4: nice. o'clock traffic in Roner. Come on, Jonathan. You're hey, going against the grain. It's uh, counter commute. Thank reverse
2: you. Uh, former home of Anthony <laughs> Slate. By the way, Slates. Anthony Slater, uh, Rancho Cotati High School. Go ahead.
3: Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm in reverse traffic, so it's not too bad, guys. Um, anyway, so I was just wanted to say, you know, with the clay comment. I think a lot of us true fans are not really surprised. I mean, if you go back to, you know, some of the worst series that they've had, like the finals when we lost to the Cavs, Clay wasn't very chirpy or very into answering questions, we, you know, like how Steph is. And you can see the difference. You know, Steph's more of a people person. As you can tell, Clay's happy when the team's good. And so I don't think anybody was too surprised, you know. I think this is just things kind of coming into uh, finally fruiting after the last couple of years. You know, he's had a couple of bad seasons, so I'm not surprised by that. The booing, though, I am kind of surprised by that because us in the Bay Area, A's, Warriors, Giants, Niners, Raiders, we have dealt, and Sharks have dealt with quite a lot of bad seasons, and I have not really recall booing our own team. Booing the rest, sure, but I don't recall booing our team. And that can go with, like you said, we're in a new stadium, there's a bit of a new crowd going, that's fine. However, I did want to get your guys' opinion on Kerr with the, you know, big three. Do you think he's having a hard time splitting up, like, due to when the Bulls, when him and Michael, and they had their core and they were going, when does somebody finally say it's time? And, you know, how does that look, dude?
4: Yeah, Jonathan, thanks. Thank you, Jonathan. I, I mean, we asked him this at the end of last year, and he said this is nothing like the last dance. And I think that there was a lot more... Controversy, emotion, and anger for sure um, within the organization with the Bulls back then than than what there is now for sure. I I think that what this group is going through is a realization, um, a moment of honesty, and two of the four of them are doing it without a contract. So that makes it really really complicated. Um That whole last dance thing. Steve states it was very evident that it was like we're going to play one more year and then this thing is going to go, it's napalm. Um, That's not the case here. And I would still very much bet that all three of them are going to be on the roster at the end of February. Um, That would be my bet. I'm not saying it's for sure. Right. But my bet is still that that is the favorite, and I don't think – to varying degrees, all four of them have come to some official realization that they're all done winning as NBA players. Whether they are or not, right. I don't think they think. I don't think they've accepted that.
2: Are all four? And you're talking about Steph, Steve. Clay, Dre, and Steve. Yeah. yeah, are all four still here in October? Because that to me is right. as big a question. Because I, I look at the deadline. Steph's not getting traded. Steve's not getting fired. Uh, Draymond is probably not getting traded. Clay Thompson would be a difficult piece to trade. But you get into April and you don't make the playoffs. Or you get to May and you're knocked out of the playoffs. Or God help us, they get to June and you win the whole thing. Not looking very likely, but you get to next September, next October. Do you have all four still here? Feels like no.
4: Yeah, it feels like clay has gone. And it feels like maybe Steve is maybe gone. Maybe Steve. I mean... I learned some lessons in the whole Bob Myers thing. Yeah. When Steve told us just earlier this week, uh, hey, that's just business. You know, everyone's going over years and dollars. and Right. I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. For sure. And if we're going to sit here and say, and Shams did, that the thinking inside the organization is that everyone and everything, not named Steph, is on the table— then a that means that the idea of a new head coach is on the table for sure and number two if i'm steve i don't even know if i want to resign without knowing who it is i'm coaching
3: call from mom answer it call silenced
0: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
4: and what the goal of that team is.
2: And I think about it from Joe's standpoint. If everyone's on the table, and you get to April, May, or June, whenever it ends, and you don't re-sign Clay, and you trade Andrew Wiggins, and it becomes pretty evident that you're going to be a different team, and maybe next year is a rebuilding year, do you really want to have a coach that you're paying 14 or $15 million a year? Or is that a good time where you bring in the next head coach, and you save a little bit of money? Because if you're Joe Lacob and you really are going to strip this thing down and try to rebuild in a year or two, well, then you don't necessarily need a high-paid
4: coach to have him shepherd over a team that goes 30 and 52. Maybe you don't need that, but I still think you need the right coach, whatever it is you're going to pay him. The Pistons are paying their guy at the top dollar in the NBA, and they don't even win any games. How's that working out for you, Well, I don't know, ask in three, four years. Like, that's not a one-year flip. Right. But that's almost kind of the point. How quickly can the Warriors be good again is really the money question. And everything trickles down from that. If you feel like they can be good in March or in October or even December, then you try to work in on some level with some of the things you've got. If you truly don't think that you can be good for another two years, I don't even know. Yeah, why would – I don't know that Steve Kerr would want to do that. Exactly. I don't know what Steph Curry would want to do. Um, Real quick, JJ and Marin. Hey, JJ, what are you doing?
3: Uh, Not much, man. About to eat some cannabis, go for a hike. I want to talk about um, Dunleavy and the choices he has to make. He's got nowhere to go, man. And to answer your question... You know, this is a multi-year rebuild, and I think we, we should tear it completely down to the studs. And, you know, what's Steph's tolerance for that? That's why I'd like to question the conventional wisdom, which is he's untradeable. He's the best piece we got. I hate to say it. We all hate to say it. Would he be opposed to being trade, traded so he could actually pursue a couple more chips?
4: Um, yeah, thanks, JJ. Um, I have no idea because we've never even considered it. Right. I don't know how much sense it makes, though. Trading somebody who makes the top dollar in the NBA is not easy. you got to match that up somehow. Right? Is anybody else looking to give up $60 million in salary right now? No, and
2: if you are looking to give up $60 million, it's because you've got bad contracts. So right. you're going to give up one of the greatest players in history, your franchise icon, for a couple of expiring veteran bums?
0: That's not the way this is going to